You are listening to the third episode of Shawzy 24-7. Welcome to the Shawzy 24-7 podcast. Talking real estate, title insurance, development, business, and all things Philly. Now let's welcome in your host, Mark Shaw. Mark Shaw. And welcome back to another episode of Shawzy 24-7 where we have discussions about some of the many things in business that I deal with on a daily basis. The goal is to bring you insight from industry experts, from all angles of the real estate community, and the title insurance industry, as well as my favorite, all things Philly. When it comes to reconciling your escrow accounts, not many attorneys or title insurance companies were able to sleep at night. I know I couldn't before my next guest completely changed the settlement industry. Having millions of dollars coming in and out of our accounts daily was difficult to manage when essentially waiting for a bank statement once a month. Dick Reese, who was the founder and president of Reliant Title, decided to turn the funding side of the industry in the right direction when he founded Segan Software, which is known as Rhino Live, and took the industry by storm. Dick's inspirational and visionary leadership has spanned two careers. Uh, He was both a highly successful, decorated military officer in the Navy, changing naval tactics and procedures, influencing national maritime policy. But really, when it comes to my world, he most notably revolutionized an industry that very much needed it. In 2009, Rhino Live was introduced to the industry and was quickly adopted as the industry standard for escrow account and financial management. In 2014, Dick was recognized as the Hampton Roads Military Entrepreneur of the Year. And in 2014, also American, the American Land Title Association recognized Rhino Live as an industry elite provider. Rhino Live has most recently received the designation to the Inc. 5000 list alongside Worldwide Land Transfer as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the United States for each of the last three years. Dick Reese, it is great to talk to you again. We always have great conversations and welcome to Shawzy 24-7. Dick Reese. Thanks, Mark. It's good to be visiting with you again. It's been a while, and uh, we've always uh, had a good time talking about work we're trying to do and get accomplished in the title industry. Absolutely, Dick. Um, we're going to start off right away, and I talk about some of the things that we touched on a long time ago, probably in our initial conversations back, I, I don't know, maybe 2006, 2007. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact year that Rhino took off, but take me back to when you first created Rhino Live, and what made you decide to venture away from your daily title activity and enter the world of technology, if you will? I think really, Mark, it was a school of hard knocks. You know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, it really all started back, would you believe it, back in 2003. I just attended my, I was attending the uh, first meeting of the American Land Title Association after I had joined. I was out in Phoenix, Arizona, and heard this guy by the name of Frank Abagnale speak. I'm sure anybody ever watched the movie 
Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. Frank Abagnale was the uh, young guy that was going around the world uh, cashing fraudulent checks. And uh, it was a great movie. And he was our guest speaker. And he was talking about he had cashed all kinds of checks. His message to me that day was, uh, don't bank with a bank that doesn't have positive pay. And the interesting thing was, right before that conference, I'd had the first experience with fraudulent checks. And the only thing that saved me was an alert banker who called me and said, Dick, what are you doing with all these duplicate number checks coming through your bank? I said, that's not possible, Jackie, because uh, we cut our own checks and we can't cut duplicate numbers. Uh, so she sent them over to me and lo and behold, they were forgeries. And, uh, and so then when I got back from Malta, I started looking around because my little bank didn't have positive pay. And, uh, if they were going to get it, it was going to be a long time. And so I went to a bank that had positive pay and only to discover that it did not work with software, which at that time, you know, it was the settlement software. And so I said, well, my gosh, I guess I'll build it myself. So we built a positive pay mechanism to protect ourselves against fraudulent checks. And then as things would have it, a, a few months later, we overnighted a payoff to the IRS and the overnight delivery service that we used lost the shipment. And we didn't know about it until the next month when we went to reconcile the account. And by that time, the seller had moved to Alaska. They moved. That wasn't the forwarding address that we had in our files. Uh, the IRS wouldn't talk to us. And make a long story short, it wound up cost me about $25,000 in penalties and legal fees because about nine months later after we finally paid it off with the IRS, they forgot to mention that there was going to be some penalties and interest. And so we went to court and um, it was one, it was an interesting story. I could probably go on for quite a while because after we paid it off, I thought everything was good. Nine months go by and I get a call from an attorney and um, First thing he says to me, he says, I need $50,000 by the end of this week or I'm going to sue you because you embezzled my my client's money. And I said, well, I knew, I knew the woman's name immediately because I knew who he was talking about. And I said, well, why don't we just let me talk to the IRS? That's a problem we can solve because here's all the documentation. But he said that wasn't good enough. And I said, well, have yourself a fine day. And we wound up in court and it all got thrown out. But I had to pay for the attorney and about four or $5,000 in legal fees. And when I started doing the research after the case, I realized you had to be reconciling it every day if you were going to protect yourself. And uh, in fact, that was what the attorney said in his pleadings, that I had a fiduciary responsibility to my client to uh, be checking every single day to make sure that that payoff had cleared the bank so I didn't cause the client, or my client actually, because I had both sides of the closing, um, didn't go harm. And so uh, we were using positive pay and I suddenly realized I'm sending files to the bank. So uh, why don't I download the files and rather than just reconcile the files, why don't I take a look at what hasn't cleared? Because it's the stuff that doesn't clear the bank that creates problems, either in the sense of where you make a deposit and uh, or you, you pay off a mortgage or you send out a check for a homeowner's policy and it doesn't get to the home the insurance company and the house burns down and those kinds of things. And so that was actually the, the beginning of Rhino. This was, uh, by the time we finally got it in the market, it's probably about the time we first met, it was 2007. I built it in-house and uh, 
people kind of looked at me and said, um, why do we have to do this thing every day? And we just um, took the time and talked about why you needed to be doing it every day and still really didn't make much traction because most of the state regulations were, in fact, all of them were, were monthly reconciliation. Underwriter guidelines were monthly reconciliation. And it wasn't until I had the opportunity to, to testify before the National Association of Insurance Commissioners in 2012 about escrow standards, the imperative for change, that they actually went ahead and made the change that you had to be reconciling your account every single day. Because fraud happens every day and the banking rules are changed. And, and it's all been, you know, from there, we just moved on along. Right. And you know what, before we get into some of the other platforms that Rhino has created, let's go back to one of the items that you've already mentioned is positive pay. Um, Talk about how positive pay really works and how the Rhino system essentially excels in this area. You know, it's funny. When I built the positive pay system, uh, at that time we were banking with Wachovia, which is now Wells Fargo. After I had built the system and I had a developer were actually working with me because I was building software to to automate my title company back in 2003-2004. I started the title company having come from the Navy and my last job after I got through driving ships was Director of Management Information Systems up in D.C. I jokingly called the title industry Abacus Title. Uh, And so I started building um, software to help me run the agency because I lost control of it very quickly. Well, when it came to the, the po- building a positive pay system, it was something that had to be done every day. And positive pay works in, the, in, a, in a way where you send the file to the bank every day. And on that file is a list of all the checks you've written. And then the, the, the b- bank keeps that list of checks. And then whenever a check is prevented, presented for payment, they look at the check that's being presented to see if it's on the list. And if it's on the list, they'll process it for payment. And if it's not on the list, then they come back to you and say, what do you want to do with this check? And so virtually all of the systems out there, or and right well, or today, it's, it's actually almost all of the systems out there, a few others that automate the process. I knew that I didn't want to have to deal with it every night. And so when we built it, we had it automatically. And so it goes every day. And then realize that sometimes if you are waiting to the end of the day, to send the file and somebody picks up a check earlier in the day, they aren't going to be able to cash it. So our system works um, throughout the day as often as every half hour to make sure that anybody brings one of your checks to the bank, they were able to clear it and get it cashed. It's really the only true way to protect yourself against check fraud. And check fraud is where people take one of your checks, they make or print their own checks, you know, the, right nowadays, it's a lot easier than when Frank Bagnoli was was doing what he was doing because then he had to go to some printer and get the checks printed. Uh, nowadays, all you got to do is go to Office Depot and, and buy some blank check stock and what they call a micker, which is a magnetic ink cartridge, and there's software to print checks. And you get all of those, and you get, you get a copy of a check from a title company, and you put the uh, account number and the, and the ABA or the bank routing number on there. And, and you're, you're often in business and, and it, you can, you know, somebody can get one of your check-ins by the, you know, within a matter of an hour or two, they're out passing checks all over the place. And so the only way to really protect yourself is to have this thing called positive pay. 
And there are two versions of that that primarily are positive pay with pay e-match. Uh, and when you have a positive pay with pay e-match, the file that you send to the bank has the payee's name, of course, the date on the check, the check number, and the dollar amount. And all four of those items have to check and match out. Now, if you have the standard positive pay, though, many of the banks use is just a non-payee match where they just put the check number, the dollar amount, and the check date. And there somebody could, in theory, get one of the checks, uh, use some isotone or acetone and uh, wash the check, as they call it, and put another name in it. So in other words, I could have a check that's made out to, to Mark Shaw. I could take your check out of the mailbox if it was going to be mailed, wash it, and make it out to Dick Reese, and the system wouldn't catch that. So what Rhino does is we automate that process of sending the file to the bank and then we have a lot of banks still, believe it or not, that offer a system or a mechanism to protect against truck fraud, which I find that hard to believe. But our system has a standalone process where we we get the list of checks that have been presented for payment from the bank every day. And then we know what's been issued. And so we do the matching and last night. And we've got about, I guess, about 6,000 accounts now. And interesting enough, over half of the the uh, title agencies use our system rather than the banks because we don't charge anything extra for it. You absolutely have to have some way to make sure that every check you've written is really a valid check because it's about a $20 billion a year industry. It's amazing too because we get hit with these uh, items at least two or three times a week. And, you know, it it will come and go. You'll have a month where you won't see anything. But just this morning we had two... Uh, fraudulent checks that tried to push through our bank uh, almost for $3,000. So a small amount that, you know, the fraudsters, they think they can get one through and they try and sneak it. But with your positive pay through not only Rhino, but through your uh, internal escrow banking account, uh, it really does shut that down. Tell me this. I I mean, I've got to imagine the answer is, is none, but there's something that makes me think that you're going to say something different. Are there any settlement and escrow companies that are still not using some form of automated reconciliation platform from what your marketing department uh, is telling you and from what your essentially the overall industry is allowing you to uh, have information for? Absolutely. Not. I mean, many people are still doing monthly reconciliations. I would say I wish, you know, we have about a, of the independent agents, about a 30, 35% market share. Um, and there are a lot of people that still don't do it. They're still doing it the old fashioned way. And, you know, it's been interesting to watch with the changes in the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and so forth. There's this mindset that, you know, regulations uh, and the best, the, the American Land Title Association's best practices are, are not going to be enforced and it's not necessary. Uh, but I think now more than ever, you know, it's essential that you maintain the standards because they are important. And they, and from a from a liability standpoint, if you were to ever experience any kinds of problems, the first question that you're going to be asked um, is: Are you are do you adhere to these standards? Do you follow them? And if you can't answer in the affirmative, you're going to be much more vulnerable. Uh, to some sort of a claim of whatever it might be. And this just regards into cybersecurity and, and escrow security. And a lot of, you know, cyber and escrow are closely 
uh, tied. And so to truly do a reconciliation, you need to be doing it on a daily basis and be able to maintain the records to show that you're doing it. And so the whole key, key is to have those records available. And our system does that for the agent. And in fact, if the account doesn't reconcile, we'll actually tell them what's not reconciled. And we have a thing called the reconciliation wizard that points out what the problems are. Do you have any estimates or projections of how many losses or what type of financial uh, savings that Rhino estimates it's uh, saved the, the marketplace in general and all the title agents that you, the 35% market share, I mean, it's, that's a pretty large amount of escrow money that's coming through the, uh, through all these escrow accounts across the nation here. We've, we're now uh, pushing uh, $2 trillion through uh, Rhino on a monthly basis. It's anywhere been to be between 50 to $65 billion in real estate transactions. We handle about 2 million transactions a year. We estimated, and, and this is um, empirical data that we've gotten from our agents, uh, that we probably saved our agents in excess of $15 million last year. Um, and that's in the, it's both in check fraud, we prevented cyber fraud, uh, one of my favorite stories, there was an agent here actually in Virginia Beach that uh, their computers were hacked uh, by what's called the Zeus bot and the zero access root key and the malware had gotten into their computer and, and then created fictitious, fictitious transactional files. And the, the hackers got really cute because you've heard the stories of people trying to, to get in line, to get in on your online and spoof and be able to send the wires this way or the you know the traditional check fraud and what this malware did was go in and post fictitious checks in these fictitious files and because there was a rhino client that you know we automate the positive pay system on well, the positive all those fraudulent checks were sent to the bank and would have cashed except we have some algorithms that, that run in the background and and we alerted the 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 company. And at that point, it was about $350,000. But they had over 200, I mean, over $2.5 million in the account. And so as if it wasn't for them, this thing called a morning report, and right away in there watching, they'd have, they'd have lost all of their money. Because typically what the malware does, is, or the heisters, they'll try and get a couple of bucks out of you, and then they'll go in for the whole thing. And that's kind of the, you know, we had another agent out in Missouri early on that had $400,000 wired out. And we alerted the agent that the wire going, but that was the next morning. And, and by the time he read the morning report, he picked up the phone and called the bank and they were in there trying to move the other $800,000 that he had in his account, which would have put him out of business. Yeah. So we, I know for a fact we've, we've kept at least 15 agents out of, from being put out of business because of embezzlement fraud losses. And one of the greatest things that uh, to me personally is to be able to, hear how we've helped our agents. I mean, I was up at a Virginia Land Title Association meeting and had one of the agents up out of Williamsburg come up and give a big hug and said, save my company. I can't thank you enough. We would have lost $55,000. And, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. Of course, it is a lot of money, but 55, she didn't have it, but it put her out of business. Um, and it's that we've had people's had another agent where their, their databases were wiped out because they got into a dispute with their IT company and the IT company didn't get paid. And so they wiped out their whole settlement system database right before their, their state audit. Fortunately, we had it all. 
And then we run a what I think called a I Love Rhino program every year. And, and the stories that are here are just kind of very heartwarming for me. Dick, this is great. And, you know, we have seen this firsthand. It truly must feel great to have built a company and get the type of heartfelt stories that you receive on a daily basis from your clientele. The appreciation for Rhino and what it has brought to the real estate industry is certainly not lacking. Now, moving forward, let's now talk about the concept of following the money. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, making sure that the people get their money and, and get paid. You know, the morning report, you know, you overnight a check to somebody and it doesn't clear. And, and you're the one that's ultimately responsible to make sure that it gets there. And uh, so right now in, in the mortgage industry, and the, we're the only one that literally tracks the money from the lender to the end recipient. And uh, that's so critical, so critical. And that's tied into with this, what we're doing with what I call Rhino IDW. And this is um, where we you know, verify that the wires did go out to the right places. I was just about to ask you about the newly released, or I guess, you know, up and coming, the Rhino uh, IDW. Do you talk, talk about how this real-time reconciliation actually works? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, it, it's pretty straightforward, you know, and of course I say it's simple. You know, my staff looks at me when I say it's simple. And it's just kind of like simple to you. <laughs> but you know how you get an email from the bank that says you got to wire this in your account or a, a, a wire, you've just sent out a wire? Well, if you've got a, a, an operation where you've got many closings, gone, yes, particularly this is kind of helpful in the end of the month when we all just got to get, get overwhelmed. Um, and somebody's always looking for the wire. Did it come in, especially if you're in a table funding state, because you certainly don't want to be cutting checks. Well, actually, you can't or you shouldn't unless you've got the money in the bank. So somebody's constantly going online and logging into the bank, and some banks charge you for logging in. Or, or if you've got multiple closers, you can't have everybody checking in the, the, the bank all the time. So the simple thing is it, it's, so it's, the bank can send you the wire, but also, also sent, we have the wire sent to a special Rhino address. The, the wire comes in, we read it, we break it down, we match it to your transaction in your file and notify you that the wire has come in. And the closer, all they have to do is open the file and see that the money's in there. And the other interesting thing is we, if the money go, comes in and we can't match it, we, we flag you. And, and it's not only email, but we can also, you can also get a text message to your individual, uh, you know, closer that their money is in for the particular file. And we have what we call an amber alert, or some people want to call it a brown alert, where if your wire goes out, it's not in your software. Like the Missouri agent of several years ago before he had this system in place, he probably could have gotten his $400,000 back because it's, you know, it's, it's being got it right away. Talk about the Missouri agent and what happened with him. Someone got his login credentials at the bank. They wiped them out. Back in the day, it's really sad the way these things happen. Of course, now you're getting into this email uh, hacking, and which we're all familiar with. Now we don't. We work with the companies that do the emailing. You know, you know, trying to come up with the best solution to protect the agents because there's so much out there going on now. That you just can't be careful enough. Talk about cyber fraud and how Rhino. You know, you alluded to the fact that uh, Rhino saved a couple agents from having a cyber fraud uh, claim. 
Yeah, now we are not, you know, it's funny, I never designed this uh, Rhino to be a, um, a fraud protection system. Uh, I just built it to, because I got tired of losing money with, you know, forgetting to, you know, sign a payoff check or uh, opening a closing file and seeing the pay, payoff check for a homeowner's warranty still be in the file and then have to deal with that. But, um, there, you know, there are people that um, they try and uh, they'll try and ACH your escrow accounts, even though your bank has put blocks on it. People will ACH, and sometimes the bank isn't always attentive to to those kind of things. So we we've actually caught ACH fraud and and, and a few wire fraud kinds of issues, but but you know if the ones that like, we're not a, a cyber firm where we don't monitor your firewall. Um, we don't um, uh, train your, your your employees to against cyber fraud, but it's just another arrow in your quiver when it comes to making sure that everything is that is happening is happening the right time in the right place. You know, we talk about uh, avoiding cyber fraud and all the things that are happening right now. Uh, then we talk about positive pay, and we talk about Rhino. IDW now real time reconciliation in terms of uh, reconciling the wires that are coming in and out of a settlement escrow account. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, you know, what what's your take on some of the larger banks, uh, i.e., the Wells Fargo's of the world that do not um, match the payee on a wire? If you got if if you had fraudulent wire instructions, you had an account number and an ABA, and you sent to Wells Fargo for Mister Dick Reese. And the actual account name on that is Joe Smith or what have you. Wells does not stop that wire from going through. No, that's it's just any bank. I mean, they're relying on you for due diligence. And it, it, is it really the bank's responsibility to make sure that you are um, minding your P's and Q's? And I don't think it is. And that's why it's really important to read your wire instructions and your your bank, um, your bank agreements, because you are the one that's ultimately responsible. And in terms of, uh, you know, making sure that the information that's being put on the wire is correct, and that's really, you know, knowing your who your customers are, and um, you know, double or triple checking how you get things. And there are some really good systems out there. That are, for securing that, and there are two or three companies that are out in the marketplace that'll to button that up. Um, right. What we're doing is just validating that you sent the right amount and it, and where it went. And uh, there are, there are lots of checks and balances. Also, making sure that the payoff goes to the right. You know, we don't talk about it, but uh, it's again where you where do you get your payoff statement from, and who do you who do you accept the payoff statement from? Absolutely. You had mentioned um, yeah, Catch Me If You Can, uh, the movie, I want to say is early 2000s, 2001, 2002 when it came out. It was Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. It's about the gentleman, Frank uh, Abagnale. Abagnale, um, yes. You know how the movie industry is so uh, obsessed with remaking movies, uh, bringing them up to, up to date. Uh, you, you mentioned that movie, and I can't stop thinking, but how fast – that movie, in terms of the frauds that were perpetrated, now obviously they were perpetrated decades ago, but 
how how out of date that is because the type of fraud that's going on now in terms of cyber fraud and wire fraud and um, the email scams that are out there, um, you know, if, if you were the soothsayer, what is what is the movie industry making a movie? If, if you're making a movie about uh, what's going on today in 15 years, what is this? Who's the Frank Abagnale and, and what is it that they're doing on a daily basis? Well, I think all the Frank Abagnales of today are probably in Eastern Europe or in Russia or and there are still some here. But, you know, um, we're, we're under attack. I mean, you know, one figure says uh, cybercrime is up 480 percent over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. I mean, we've got, you know, we at Rhino have gone through the ISO 27001 Information Security Management Certification, which is you know, very, very high-level uh, awareness program. It's you know, it's funny. Like we was talking before, we got ready to, to go today, making uh, making sure that you know, that, you know, the firewalls were set so I, that I could conduct this conversation with you <laughs> over, over the internet. Um, uh, you know, every every computer I uh, I own, you know, is encrypted. Um, every piece of data that we process here is encrypted at, at rest and in transit. Um, you know, a movie today. I think they've already made some of these movies about how you know you've seen them on there. Uh, you know, they go online and they with a couple of uh, keystrokes, they're moving millions and billions of dollars and. They're all trying to get into our networks, you know, the, the Fed wire system, or it's kind of scary. And you know, and then the question is, you know, you got the government, and you know, you get the military, then and, and Department of Defense have hacked, and, they, and the small agents are saying, how can I survive that? But you know, their problems aren't as profound as, as other there, and it's just a matter of locking down your network and what I call having defense in depth, and and the, and the most vulnerable place in your organization is your people. Uh, and, and, you know, simple things like passwords, you know, the whole thing with the, the presidential campaign and uh, you know, the, the DNC got hacked and it was a matter of somebody using password for password. Um, and you and you say, how in this day and age can, that, can those kinds of things happen? Uh, and it's, it's just, you know, there's, you know, internal vigilance. Right. You know, it was, you get into internal vigilance and you're talking about the everyday situation, just, you know, protecting your password. It's, we're really talking about anybody, not just the title agent. You know, for a quick second, talk about just the home buyer or layman or just a, a regular person who's got their bank accounts, a realtor, a banker, maybe somebody who's not involved in the industry. What are some of the things that they should do? Um, obviously, they can't use what is essentially a Rhino Live. What do they do to protect themselves? Well, it's actually, we do. We are coming up with a thing called OPW, OPX for QuickBooks. Oh, awesome. Uh, for, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, again, I think we have a responsibility to our clients to kind of prepare them for what's going to happen and, and to advise them up front um, that there are people that are trying to get their money in. And, and, you know, I'm in, in a, um, in this, this CEO group and there are a couple of C, uh, CEOs of real estate companies and they're, 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 we've got their attention, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's the individual, it's the individual agent that, you know, that's the hard part, but it's, it, it's, 
the unsophisticated people that are, I don't mean that in the wrong sense because, but there are a lot of people that don't work in this part of, in this industry. And, you know, they save their 20 or $40,000 or whatever it is for a down payment. And that's one of the things CFPB and the Federal Trade Commission, and there, there has been a lot more now being published in the papers and, and, and to the general public. But, it, you know, we see it in the, you know, there with, you know, the credit cards, you know, the, you know, the, you've got the, the scanners that, you know, that, that you, you put on your, your ATM so it will grab the, you know, your, your codes and then you, somebody prints up a, a different credit card. It, it's out there everywhere you go. And it's just the way that it is. The trouble is we're all paying for it because it increases the price of everything. Technology, absolutely. And I yeah. taught a class the other day to a very large group of uh, realtors. And the two things that I stress the most is having dual authentication on all of your um, accounts. Uh, that was one thing. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is verifying any wire that's going out, you, your client, anything, with a phone call. You've got to verify wire instructions. You cannot trust an email. With the social engineering that's going on these days, it, it's it's becoming unbelievable. And you're right, straight out of Eastern Europe. Although it's kind of interesting, you know, there is they've even gone so far as hacking phones and, and, and believe it or not, being able to uh, intercept phone calls too. Yeah, and they'll copy someone's voice before you know it. <laughs> oh, they do? They do? It's not that hard. Yeah. Dick, uh, if you're dedicated at it, you, I mean, it's just like, it, it, well, I call them, I, I say they're the king of the castle. If they're doing this 365 days a year and they hit one or two of these, um, scams as a, as a success over the course of that year, they're king of the castle. I mean, they really are. Oh yeah. I mean, you know how many, we see them, you know, I can't tell you the number of phishing emails we get and we have a very very sophisticated uh, we use a thing called mindcast for email filtering and even some of the stuff still gets through and and um yeah so you just we've all seen them you know click here you've just gone a hundred dollars from amazon for a gift card or you've you've been selected to win an ipad collect here yeah and they've got you dick in your opinion what's the future of the title agent I think it's solid. I, I mean, the you know, in, on one hand, I've seen um, a lot of small agencies go by the wayside. Um, there is um, a process of uh, a lot of the, the the bigger companies gobbling up. That's probably the right word. You know, buying the smaller agents. Uh, it can be that you know some of that is symptomatic of the age of the title agent the average title agency uh owner is in the late 50s or in early 60s so you're going to see some of that um but then again i was just came back from a conference down in florida and there were a couple of you know young attorneys early 40s late 30s mid 30s that were opening up agents and season so there's still a role but it's going to be a little bit different uh, uh, you've got to you've got to be more professional in in what you do, and what I mean by being more professional, it is an implied title agents aren't professional. But back in the day, all you had to worry about was uh, 
making sure the commitment was properly prepared and you got a good title, sound title search and, and everything you really had to worry about, you know, it happened at the closing table. And now you've, you've got to worry about, you know, non-public, per, you know, NPPI nine personal, non-public personal information. You got to worry about cybersecurity uh, and, and all of these other things and, you know, customer complaints, if you have them, and, there, and there's just so much more that's on the owner's plate. It, it can be kind of a bit overwhelming because on one hand, you're trying to build the company and now you're going to you know, social media and the different ways to marketing. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a different animal. Sure is. Um, so, but if you're ready to do it, you can do it. But you can't do it the way you used to do it. <laughs> that's for sure. I, just the entry barriers alone in terms of technology costs it puts a lot of the smaller agents on the wayside. Well, you know, that, you know there is, but there's, some, there's also some economies of scale here. Um, you know, go back to, uh, you know, Chromebooks. And, you you know, going to a hosted, uh, I go, oh, my gosh, I'm in the cloud. But they're, you know, Republic, the Soft Pro, there are a lot of the, They'll have these hosted facilities where you you don't have to have all of that stuff in the office, and you don't have to have this, you know, really rock solid IT infrastructure to protect you. But they, you know, there are these the companies that provide you that, and you really just have to then let them handle the cyber end of the business, and then you just train your people and you train your people and. Um, worry about what you've got to worry about make sure that you lock the doors and change your multiple passwords and then <laughs> do authentications on everything and then, you know it's funny I, I don't use passwords i have pass phrases and i think my passwords are you know believe it or not 12 or 15 characters long and it's not just you know password anymore it's you know it's lots of letters and characters and, and it's hard and you if you want to do it and do it right, that's what you got to do. Absolutely, Dick, how do our listeners get in touch with you or Rhino Live in order to learn more about uh, some of your title services? And now, you know, with QuickBooks being able to protect the, the normal civilian that's out there with a checking account with uh, several thousand dollars. Seven, seven, go Rhino. And uh, I got a great sales team. We got, you know, I've really been blessed to have a wonderful bunch of people that have been with me, many of them for you know, as long as we've been out in the, in the, in the marketplace and uh, be more than willing to help. And, you know, the best way to, to, to do it is to, to look at what we offer. But even if you're not using Rhino, um, you need to be be sure that, you know, that you're being careful uh, about the use of the Internet and simple things like not letting your employees go surfing all over the place and, and put some con- meaningful controls in place and uh, make sure that your, your cell phones uh, have passcodes on them and your, your laptops are encrypted and just, you know, you can be very successful. This is a great industry. They're wonderful people and they're all willing to help you. Um, and so I would recommend that anybody in the industry Make sure that they participate in the American Land Title Association, their state land title associations, and 
if you're going to be professional in this industry, you, you ought to belong to this industry because, Mark, I'm sure you're a member of the Pennsylvania Bar. I can't imagine an attorney that isn't. And so why do title agencies not join their uh, their trade associations? That's where you get your training, you get your CE, and you you know what's going on. Right. And, Dick, just to repeat, it's one eight seven seven go rhino correct? R-Y-N-O-H, Rhino. R-Y-N-O-H. Dick, it, it's been great talking to you. I love catching up with you. Uh, the industry was... Uh, certainly saved by you and your team back uh, about a decade ago. And um, I know for my staff, we definitely utilize Rhino and it's, and it's the best way possible. And, and mm-hmm. we've, we've gone through all the hoops and the hurdles to make sure every one of our escrow accounts is thoroughly reviewed by all the different Rhino um, safeguards, if you will. Thank and, you. you know, we thank you. And I don't necessarily know how much, Rhino saved us, but I've got to imagine it's it's been quite a few dollars. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that, Mark. And to me, to me, to, uh, to, that's a, that's my big, you know, my muffin. It's something that means a lot to me more than anything else. And uh, I don't have anybody, and I can honestly say this, that I believe that has paid me more money than I've saved them. And it's everything. I've got companies that have been able to reassign two or three people to do other things. And uh, in addition to just catching all the mistakes and errors and it's been a, it's been a great ride. And, and I, I love going out and into the field though, and, and meeting with agents, even, even just the last trip. I just got back from a, a, an underwriter conference down in Florida and had a, had a great time talking. Awesome. Not on, you know, one-on-one, not up on a stage. Dick, it's been great. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And, uh, you know, let's catch up soon. Absolutely. Take care, Mark. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's talk with Rhino Live founder, Dick Reese. If you like this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may also enjoy the show. Remember, you can follow me at Shawzy99. That's at S-H-A-W-L-S-Y. 99 or email me at mshaw at www.landtransfer.com. Again, thanks for listening. This has been Mark Shaw and Shawzy 24 7.